Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. I don't have a last name today. It's fine. I, <laughs> turn your mic off. See, uh, apologizing in another language. And speaking of languages, uh, we've got some great guests that help us when it comes to biblical languages. And one of those is the Reverend Mark Burkholz, pastor at Faith Evangelical Lutheran Church in Oaklawn, Illinois. Pastor Burkholz, thanks so much for joining us again this morning. Glad to have you with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me back. Now, you're doing something fun and educational. Okay, well, I say fun because... I think it's fun, all the but langu- we're nerds here. So. I was say, all the language <laughs> nerds in the room uh, think that this is fun. But you have a, a seminar coming up very soon, um, 100 Greek Words Every Christian Should Know. How did you narrow this down to 100 words that every Greek or every Christian should know? That's a, kind of a nice round number. Actually, I think we're probably going to end up with about 120, but... Uh, it was just a promotional way to get people interested in and, and connecting with uh, the Greek language, making it a little bit less intimidating for language nerds and Bible study folks like you who just want to learn a little bit more and have some uh, knowledge of what that language was that the New Testament came to us in. You make a good point that, that a lot of times we sit in Bible class and and pastor will, will you know write some Greek words on the board, which is awesome, and I love learning that, but it would be even more Awesome, awesomer, more awesome, better, even better. Uh, if, if you know those words going into a Bible study, and then and then you can be smart before yeah, Bible it, it study. It is kind of intimidating. You know, Greek is, at least biblical Greek, is a dead language, very different than modern Greek, and it's got a little bit of a different alphabet script to it, so it can be intimidating for people. All of a sudden, the pastor writes something up there, it might as well be in Klingon. It just seems so strange and, and foreign. But it really shouldn't be that that bad. There's a lot of connections between the Greek and English language. There's words that we pick up just in in church and in other uh, theological conversations that we don't even realize sometimes that we're we're speaking Greek. Yeah. So knowing knowing uh, uh, these these 100 words, how would that help someone uh, in their daily devotion, daily Bible studies? Well, if you have a little bit of a, a knowledge as to how can said how the language works and some of the basic vocabulary, you can search out what word is go- is being used in different cases, and then that can give you a little bit more insight as far as you know, what's going on there. If I can give an example here, mm-hmm. uh, like this coming Sunday, uh, the gospel lesson is the transfiguration in most churches. And Peter says, it's good Lord to be here. And Greek has two different words that are usually translated as good. Uh, there's agathos, which is good, usually like in a moral sense. So when uh, the guy comes up to Jesus and says, you know, good teacher, what should I have, what do I do to be saved? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? That, that's that agathos word, but that's not the word that's used here. The word that Peter uses, at least in, in the, the Greek, is kalos. Uh, it is good to be here, and that's a word that has a sense of almost a beauty to it. Uh, the English word calligraphy means beautiful writing. Graphe is writing, so calligraphy is something that, that's a beautiful form of writing. And so we often use the word good to mean things like, like beautiful and just exceptional. If you hear a, you know, a good uh, concert or you have a good meal, it's not morally good, but it's satisfying, it's perfect, and that's really the word that Peter is using here. It's, it's a beautiful place to be, not that it's you know, sinless or the opposite of evil, but it's got this beauty to it. And then you can kind of search to find other places where that word is used. So can you think of another time where a place is described as good over and over again? Somebody says that it is good, this, this, it was good. Creation. Creation. Yeah. 
And if you take a look at the Greek version of the Old Testament there, it's that same kalos word, where Mm. God says over and over again, he saw that it was good. And it's not really the sense here, at least the way it comes across in Greek, that it's only uh, merely sinless, or that there's nothing evil in there, but that it's perfect, it's beautiful, uh, it's, it's satisfying, and that can give you a little bit more insight as to kind of what's going on with, with some of the, the pictures behind the words. That is so fascinating. A hundred words or more in one day seems a bit daunting to me. Now, I studied Greek for two years, and I probably don't know a hundred words still because this was several years ago. Um, But how do you tackle 100 words uh, in Greek in one day? This is what, like 9 to 2, coming up on Saturday, March 9th, right? Yes. And like I said, there's a lot of words you don't realize that you know. Uh, and so it may just be kind of triggering, connecting with existing knowledge and not mm-hmm. throwing a hundred words at you that you've never seen or heard before. Uh, Greek is great in that some of our English words come from Greek. About 6% of the English vocabulary comes directly from Greek. But there's a lot of words that are similar uh, in Greek as in, in English, so that it's not as though you're, you're picking up uh, something like you know, Japanese or Swahili or something where there, there's really no connection. So... You can build on words that you already know and just help you see exactly what, what the Greek meaning is. Now you mentioned that the biblical Greek is different from uh, a Greek language that we, what we might hear today. What, what is, are, are there significant differences that, that we would understand, or, or what makes the, the biblical Greek unique? Uh, biblical Greek is kind of halfway between the, the ancient Greek, like the Attic Greek that you would have in like Aristotle and, and some of those, those classical writers, and the more modern Greek. So it's uh, more modern Greek, of course, will have a different vocabulary, and it's simplified a lot of the, the grammar. The te- uh, typically, the more you use a language, the lazier you get with it. Mm-hmm. So there's more, just more rules with biblical Greek, and so that can be uh, a bit of a, uh, a hurdle for people, just you have to kind of memorize a different, different set of things. But it is simpler than doing classical Greek. So Alexander the Great, you know, conquered a lot of that that part of the world. He brought the Greek language and culture with him, and the the language at Jesus' time was simplified from uh, the classical Greek, just because again, as, as, you, as the words get used by more and more people over a, a larger area, it just uh, you know, people people get lazy with the grammar. Like Old English has a lot more forms and uh, things like the these and the thous that we don't use anymore. So it's it's kind of like going back to Shakespeare. This is uh, this is Koine Greek, is that right? Yeah, Koine just means common. It was just the everyday Greek that, that normal people used. Uh, now, people still wrote in Jesus' time, often in the more classical literary style, but it's the difference between having a normal conversation like we're having now, or if you were to sit down and write you know, a college paper. The type mm-hmm. of language you'd use would be a little bit more formal, a little more structure in the college paper, and that would be the, the more um, the attic, the, the classical Greek. But the, the language that we're talking every day, the, the Bible is really written for the everyday person. It wasn't meant for the, just the scholars or the literary elite. And so the, the language that's in the New Testament is just, just everyday uh, conversational language that people would have used on the street. So we'll, how will we be equipped after uh, attending this class uh, or this, this seminar on March 9th? Well, well, we'll talk about, again, how does the language work, you know, what... what, what um, what sort of things to keep in mind when you're, you're thinking about things in Greek terms. 
you'll have a, a knowledge of the alphabet and be able to pronounce words so that when you see it in the Greek script, you'll have some sense of what that would probably look like if you tried to write it in English. And then you'll just get a real basic sense for, here are some common words that we use in church that show up in the Bible all the time, so that when you're doing a, a study or when you've got questions, uh, you can use those tools to, uh, to do some further digging. It's just another tool in your tool chest when you're, you're doing biblical studies, just like uh, having uh, any other um, background in, in different, um, uh, different texts or, or, or different um, uh, other theological studies you've done. Can you give us a sneak peek of one of those words yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that we use in, in the service that, that it comes from Greek? Kyrie uh, eleison, and sometimes we do the English "No Lord have mercy," uh, but that that's really what it's mean. What it what it is is Kyrie comes from the the word for Lord, Kyrios, and then uh, eleison is a plea for mercy. This is what the beggars would say as you were uh, walking down the street and somebody had you know was, was looking for some help. Uh, they would be begging you, you know, Lord, Sir, have mercy, have pity on me. That's really what we do uh, in that portion of the service where we, have, we pray, Lord, have mercy, as we're begging for the Lord to see us in our poverty, in our need, and to give us freely, not because we deserve it or not because we somehow have merited his goodness, but simply because uh, he loves us and he cares for us. All right, good case you've presented here. Now how yeah. can we be a part of this <laughs> seminar uh, coming up on March 9th? Well, if you are in the Chicago area, uh, you're welcome to come here to Oak Lawn. Uh, would help if you could register in advance if you shoot an email to greek at faithoaklawn.org and just let us know you're coming. Again, if there's no cost to attend, uh, we'll feed you lunch, uh, have some, some good break sessions too. So uh, you're welcome to join us that way. I have had some requests for copies of the handouts or the PowerPoint slides. I'm happy to provide those after the fact as well. We might be recording it. I'm not sure about that yet. Uh, but you can just reach out to me by email. You can find our church, Faith Oak Lawn, on Facebook, and we'll be happy to connect with you that way as well. This is coming up Saturday, March 9th, right around the corner, and it's a 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, seminar, and it sounds really intense, and it sounds like a little break for lunch. I'm, I'm tempted to take the train up. <laughs> That's true. More than welcome, too. You know, we, we've got plenty of nice folks in the area. We can put you up for the night if you come early. And That is true. <laughs> Lots of good Lutherans there. <laughs> 100 Greek words every Christian should know with Pastor Mark Burkholz at Faith Evangelical Lutheran Church, Oaklawn, Illinois, coming up Saturday, March 9th. Uh, you can find it. Uh, you can email them Greek at, is it faithoaklawn.org? Is that right? That's correct. Uh, e- email them there, and uh, you can get registered that way or find uh, Faith Oaklawn Lutheran Church on Facebook as well. More information there. Uh, we'll share that link in the program yes, notes would. today as well. Pastor Perkholz, thanks so much for being our guest today on The well, Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me on. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.